Y'all ready to just follow me in the Holy Ghost for a few minutes tonight? Y'all ready to just follow with me in the Holy Ghost? I want you to just remain in this posture right here as you go with me to the book of John chapter 4 and verse number 35. John chapter 4 and verse number 35. Now look, we could just set a match to this right here and blow the whole thing up. But I feel like I have a word for this house tonight. How many of you will just pick up with this same anointing as the word of the Lord goes forth? Listen, in one place the Bible says that the word of the Lord was made of no effect unto them not being mixed with faith. As I preach tonight, I need this house to grab your faith and begin to mix your faith with the word of the Lord that comes to this house. Are you ready tonight? Are you ready tonight? The book of John chapter 4 verse number 35 says, Say not ye that there are yet four months and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. Joshua chapter 3 and verse 15 says and as they that bear the ark were come unto Jordan and the feet of the priest that bear the ark were dipped in the brim of the water for Jordan overfloweth all his banks all the time of harvest that the waters which came down from above stood and rose up upon an heap very far from the city Adam that is beside Zaratan. And those that came down toward the sea of the plain, even the salt sea failed and were cut off. And the people crossed over right against Jericho. And for a few moments tonight, I want to preach to this house about the tipping point of revival. The tipping point of revival. Would you put your Bibles down and clap your hands one more time and give God a praise in this house. Come on, I need somebody to begin stirring your faith right now. I need somebody to begin to mix your faith in this building right now. 
I just need about 10 people in this house that know where you are in the Holy Ghost. You're standing on a precipice. You're standing on an edge. You're standing on a threshold of a new paradigm that God is about to usher. This bill, come on somebody. I need you right now to open your eyes of faith and begin to look. be seated tonight <laughs> there are three things that Jesus deals with in the text in John 4 and 35 tonight thank you musicians y'all just stay handy but, but you can take a break for a minute just don't get too relaxed don't get too comfortable the first thing that Jesus deals with in John 4 and 35 is he deals with an unspoken dynamic of procrastination in the text. He looks at the disciples and says, say not four months and then the harvest is coming. We have a propensity to be able to believe God for things that are yet to come without understanding that we serve a right now God. I just need 10 people in the building. Uh, Hebrews says uh, that now uh, faith uh, is uh, not will be, uh, not going to be, uh, not someday, uh, but now uh, faith uh, is. Uh, Jesus said, uh, I want you to quit saying uh, one of these days. Uh, I want you to get out of the mentality uh, that one of these days uh, it's going to happen. Uh, one of these years. Am I preaching to anybody in the building? Uh, one of these days, uh, we're going to see the dream come to pass. Uh, what, I'm just going to give you a high five, brother. Uh, one of these days, uh, we're going to see breakthrough revival. Uh, one of these days, uh, we're going to see an overflow. Uh, well, I came to preach uh, to FPC tonight. Uh, say not four months, uh, and then comes the harvest. Uh, your breakthrough uh, is here. Uh, your revival uh, is here. Uh, your miracle are here. My God, I need somebody to take a moment right now and let go of yesterday and let go of what coming down the road and shout right now. Shout right now. Your miracle right now. Your breakthrough right now. I came to preach to this church not next week, not next month, not even on Tuesday. God's doing it right now. I believe tonight's the night. I believe this service is the service. I believe this moment is the moment. Somebody shout now. Shout now. If you believe it, give him a shout of praise. Right now. Right now, the thing we've been praying for, right now, the thing we've been believing God for, right now, the thing we've been trusting God for, right now, the thing we've been giving for, right now, right now. Right now. Right now. 
I believe the Holy Ghost came to cut the throat of a spirit of procrastination tonight to tell this church the wait is over. God is not waiting another day. God said now. It's time to move now. It's time to take action now. It's time to, my God, I feel something in the Holy Ghost in this place. I don't care how long you've been waiting. I don't care how old the prophecy is. I don't care how many years it's been. I came to preach from heaven tonight. Now, 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 now. God said, quit looking to the future and lift. Now. The second thing that Jesus deals with in the text is their focus. He directs their attention and says, lift up your eyes and look on the field. In other words, your focus isn't where I need it to be for what I'm about to do. Isn't it something that we can get so busy with the work of God at times that it's often easy to lose sight of the very thing that God is trying to do? I came to preach to FPC tonight uh, that God sent this young man uh, to, and I am a young man, uh, uh, yeah, a young and handsome, if you want to be exact about it. Uh, I'm just playing, kind of. God sent me to tell this church uh, it's time to get our focus back. Uh, it's time for us to lift up our eyes uh, and become focused uh, on the thing uh, that God uh, is about to do. Uh, it's time for us uh, to get our eyes uh, on the revival. Uh, it's time for us to get our eyes uh, on the field. Uh, it's time for us uh, to get our eyes uh, back on our city, uh, back on our community, uh, back on our families, uh, back on our co-workers, uh, I'm telling you, uh, if you're going to have uh, what God promised you, uh, it's time to get your eyes uh, back uh, where God wants them to be. Come on, church. I believe there's a shift in the Holy Ghost happening right here tonight. God said, I want you to look at it. I want you to become consumed with it. I want it to be the object of your affection. I want it to feel your vision. I want it to consume your attention. Get your eyes back on the field. Get your eyes. FPC, get your eyes back on it. FPC, get your eyes back on what God is about to do. When I was young, when I was young and they were teaching me how to ride a motorcycle, they said one of the keys to turning your motorcycle correctly is you look where you're going to go. Turn your head and look where you're going to go because you'll always go wherever you're looking. And whatever it is you've got your attention upon will be the thing that comes to your hand. 
And I came to tell this church uh, that there is a harvest uh, in your city uh, that God needs a people uh, that have their eyes fixed uh, on every opportunity. Uh, your eyes, uh, your, your attention is not consumed uh, with personal problems. Uh, your attention uh, is not consumed uh, with the exigencies of the day. Uh, your per- Come on, I hit something right there in the Holy Ghost. Uh, your attention uh, is not captivated uh, by all of these other things, uh, but there becomes a singleness, uh, a vision, uh, and focus uh, in this house uh, that everything we do uh, is about another soul. Uh, every activity uh, that we do uh, is about reaching uh, another person. Uh, it's not about making the saints happy. Uh, it's not about entertaining the people uh, in these four walls. Uh, it's not about us. Uh, it's about uh, the harvest. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Uh, God said it's time to get your focus, uh, every bit of your attention, uh, every effort, uh, every resource. Uh, get it focused uh, back on uh, the field. <sighs> and the third thing that Jesus deals with in the text is a situation in which the disciples are oblivious to the season in which they are in. Lift up your eyes. Look unto the field. For they are white already to harvest. You see, you never have to announce the obvious. I don't have to walk into a building and tell, hey, just in case you was wondering, I'm a man, not a well, in today's day and age, you may have to do that in some places. Just in case you was wondering, I ain't a she, I'm a he. I didn't jump in the gender blender. Hello. Hello, how your mama doing? You don't have to announce the obvious. You only have to announce something that people are not paying attention to or do not understand. And the fact that he has to bring to their attention that it is harvest time uh, tells me that they were living in a season of harvest uh, and they were unaware uh, of what was happening. And when the Bible said that the fields were white unto harvest, it did not mean that they were ready to be harvested. When you study that out, uh, when the fields are white under harvest, uh, it means that they have almost passed the time uh, of being able to harvest the crop. Uh, and if they don't do something quick, uh, they're about to lose uh, the harvest uh, that's in the field. Uh, woe be it unto us uh, to be in this building uh, and be here un, 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 unaware uh, of the fact uh, that it is harvest uh, time. Uh, I came to preach to somebody uh, Quit praying for revival. Uh, revival uh, is here. Uh, he said, pray uh, to the Lord uh, of the harvest uh, that he sends forth uh, laborers. Uh, we need to start praying uh, the right prayer. Uh, the fact that we pray for revival uh, is an indicator uh, that we're unaware of the season uh, that we're living in. Uh, God, give us revival. Uh, God said, look at the fields. Uh, God, give us revival. Uh, hey, uh, look at the fields. Uh, I'm preaching to this church. Uh, it's time to get uh, our eyes back on the field. It's white unto harvest. 
My God, I'm preaching to this church uh, that in a short few months, uh, you could double in size. Uh, that in a short few months, uh, if you got your eyes, uh, Becca, oh, I don't believe it's possible. Uh, you just hide uh, behind your bush uh, of unbelief uh, and watch. Uh, all God needs uh, is a handful of people uh, to get out in the field uh, and say, Holy Ghost, uh, lead me to the right person. Uh, bring me to the hungry soul. Uh, bring me to the person. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, you'll have more people uh, than you have seats to put them in. Uh, you'll have more people uh, than you know what to do with. Uh, the problem uh, is not the harvest. Uh, the issue uh, is our focus uh, and our awareness. posture. God wants to shift the posture of this house for where he's taking you. God wants you to walk out of this building tonight with a fresh awareness of the opportunity that is in the streets of this city. God wants you to walk out of this house tonight with a renewed burden for what he's about to do. And it's not coming. It's not going to happen. It's all ready taking place. God just needs a church that's ready to step into it. God just, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. God just needs a church that's ready to move. God just needs a church that will go where they're looking. I remember, you, you can be seated. I remember a few years back, several years ago, I was traveling across the country. I was going to preach somewhere and I happened to be traveling by car across state lines. And my journey led me through the picturesque, beautiful scenery of the state of Kansas. The four of you that are laughing know have been through Kansas because there's not too much picturesque or beauty about it. And if you're from Kansas and you think it's beautiful, God bless you. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. But I was driving through Kansas and it was like two or three o'clock in the morning. I was trying to get where I was going. It was late. My wife was with me in my car and she had fallen asleep and it was just me in the road. And, and, and if you've ever been through some of them back highways in Kansas, there's nothing out there for miles and miles and miles. I didn't see another car for I don't know how long. And all it was was they didn't even have street lights over them old highways. It was just me, my car, my headlights, two lanes, and wheat fields as far as the eye could see. Amen. And as I was driving down that road, it happened in just moments, in, in moments of time. There was a fog that came across my windshield. And in just a couple of seconds, it went from a hazy fog to almost a complete whiteout. Now I'm doing 70 miles an hour down the old highway. And all of a sudden, I cannot see out of my windshield. I didn't know what to do. I panicked and, 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 I, and I slammed my brakes. I couldn't see. I slammed my brakes 70 miles an hour. And I, I said, oh, y'all get the picture. 
<coughs> I need somebody else to do my sound effects. And look, I don't know about your wife, but when you wake up my wife in that manner, <laughs> she, she doesn't wake up calm. <sighs> she like, <"Whoa." laughs> Before I knew it, she had reached across the thing. <laughs> Finish him. <laughs> She said, what are you doing? I said, I can't see. I don't know what's going on. And just about that moment, I saw a big bright light off to my right. And I heard a low hum. And the light started getting closer and brighter. And the noise started getting louder. But the, oh, yeah, I need some reverb and effect on that. I'm just kidding. I said, what in the world? And it got brighter and closer and louder. I thought, oh, my God, I'm being attacked by aliens. I mean, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. And just when it looked like that light was about to run right into the side of the car and the noise was just, whoa, all of a sudden the light turned. And the noise started getting quieter, whoa, and the light started going away from the car, whoa. And as quick as it came, it left. And I thought, what in the world? And when I felt like I was safe, I said, bless God, I I ain't letting nothing scare me. <laughs> I threw the door open. <laughs> and I jumped up out of my car. And I was trying to look. And as the dust is what it was cleared, I looked down the edge of that side of the freeway. And you know what it was? It was a combine tractor. See, y'all ain't even been around no combine tractors. I can tell. A big old combine tractor at 3 o'clock in the morning. I said, what in the Sam Hill? If your name's Sam Hill, I'm sorry. I said, who in their right mind is out on a combine tractor at 3 o'clock in the morning? Like to get a brother killed. I jumped in my car, went down. We got to our destination. The next morning, I'm at a breakfast place, and, and I was sharing my, my little adventure story with, with one of the, the people there at the restaurant, the waiter. I said, man, you'll never believe what happened, and blah, 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 blah. I said, oh, what are these crazy people doing in Kansas? He started chuckling. He said, you ain't around these parts from these parts, are you? <laughs> he said, son, it's harvest time. I said, so What? <laughs> He said, when harvest time comes, he said, we understand that we only have a short window to get all of the harvest from the field before we lose it. 
And so when it's harvest time, we work around the clock uh, and we don't take any breaks uh, and we're focused. Uh, and when one man gets done with his shift, uh, somebody else jumps in the tractor uh, and we work 24 seven around the clock uh, because we understand uh, that it's hard. Do you understand what I'm preaching tonight? Uh, I'm telling this church uh, that it's harvest time uh, in Jennings, uh, Louisiana, and God needs a people uh, that's ready uh, and you have a sense uh, of urgency uh, and you understand uh, what time it is. Uh, it's harvest time. Uh, it's time to work. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Uh, it's time to be about uh, a father's business. Uh, I came to preach to this church uh, that you're about to enter a season that God's going to require more of you uh, than he ever has before. Uh, but you better know right now uh, there's a harvest uh, that's depending on you. Uh, there's a city uh, that's depending on you uh, to do what God has called you uh, to do. Uh, my God, I feel it in the Holy Ghost. Uh, there are people in this city uh, right now uh, that are depending uh, on this church uh, to be the people uh, that God has called you to be. Uh, there are souls uh, in this city uh, that are depending uh, on this church uh, to work, uh, to focus, uh, to get involved, uh, to get your passion uh, for the harvest. God, I feel the Holy Ghost uh, right now. Uh, I'm telling some people, uh, God's about to call this church uh, to a level of sacrifice uh, that you've never been to before uh, because there's a blessing uh, and a reward greater uh, than anything uh, you've ever experienced. I ain't got no believers in the building right now. Uh, there is a blessing uh, that is coming uh, to this house uh, that God needs uh, a people uh, that are ready to give uh, like you've never given uh, of your time, uh, of your talent, uh, of your treasure because there is a harvest. I just need some people right now uh, that feel what I'm preaching. Uh, I need some people right now uh, that'll lift up your hands uh, and say, I'm ready, God. Uh, I'm ready, God. Uh, whatever it takes, uh, whatever I've got to do, uh, whatever I need to be, uh, whatever the price uh, that I have to pay, uh, Lord, uh, let it come uh, to pass. Uh, come on, I'm asking you, FPC, can you see it uh, in the Holy Ghost? Uh, can you lift up your eyes uh, and look uh, unto the fields? Uh, they're white uh, unto harvest. Uh, they're white. Uh, and God said, pray uh, for laborers. Uh, pray for people uh, that'll work. Uh, pray for people uh, that see the harvest uh, and are ready to give. Uh, they're ready to sacrifice. Uh, they're ready to pray uh, like they never prayed before. Uh, they're ready to love people uh, like they've never loved them before. Uh, they're ready to reach uh, for the lost uh, like they never have before. It's harvest time. It's harvest time. We ought to start getting excited right now. It's harvest time. My God, 
We ought to start. You see, once you get your eyes on the field and you see the potential, there ought to be some excitement that starts to rise in this building right now. I'm ready to give up my seat. I'm ready for somebody to sit where I'm sitting. I'm ready to have to stand in the back so I can make room for somebody else. I'm ready to dig the shovel into the ground and work on the storehouse. I'm ready. Somebody right now, I'm ready to get in an altar and cry with somebody and pray with somebody. I'm ready to teach a Bible study. I'm ready to love. Somebody ought to get excited right now about the harvest. It's here. It's here. It's here. It's here. It's here. It's here. Now. 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 It's here. Listen, there is a unique dynamic that we find in Joshua chapter 3 in our text tonight. There is a situation where there is are two different dynamics that coexist in the text. The Bible says that it was harvest time when Joshua and the children of Israel were ready to cross over. I do not believe that it is coincidence. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. That at the very moment they were about to step out of one paradigm into another that it was during the harvest season. It was harvest time. But the Bible says that there was another dynamic that existed. It says that Jordan overflowed all of her banks all the time at harvest time. Every time it was time for the harvest, the Jordan River would overflow her banks. It wasn't an accident that every time it was time to get the harvest that the Jordan River would overflow its banks. Now, I don't have time to preach the theology of the Jordan River and to substantiate all of the theological nuances of the text. Suffices to say that the Jordan River posed an opposition to God's people. In other words, the Jordan River was there to tell them, you can see it but you can't have it. At least you can't have it uh, right now. You can get close to it. Uh, you can look at it. Uh, you can see it, uh, but you can't have it uh, right uh, now. Uh, can I tell this church uh, that every time you get ready uh, to cross into a new paradigm uh, of God's promise, uh, the level of spiritual uh, resistance uh, becomes uh, the greatest, uh, and there will always be uh, a River Jordan spirit uh, that wants to tell you, uh, not now, uh, not you can't. 
can't do it now. I know you see it. I know you want it. But maybe another time. Maybe later on. Maybe, my God, I'm preaching in the Holy Ghost. Maybe in the future. Keep believing. Keep praying. Keep trusting God. But just know that you can't have it right now. And I don't know how many times in those 40 years of wondering, God's people had come to this place and looked at the well-watered plains while they were in the thirsty desert and looked at a land that represented the blessing and the promise of God. I don't know how many times uh, that they had come uh, to this place. Uh, you understand uh, that, that the river represented uh, a threshold uh, and a barrier uh, between them uh, and the promise. Uh, it represented a threshold, uh, something that had to be crossed over uh, in order to experience uh, what was on the other side. Uh, I don't know how long uh, that they had come before and said, oh, it'd be nice to live over there. It'd be nice to have those kind of crops. It'd be nice to live in houses we didn't build on land that belonged to somebody. It'd be nice to harvest fields that we did not plant. Anybody know the word of the Lord? It'd be nice to reap from the vineyards that we did not plant. But over and over again, the Jordan River said, you can't have it. You can't have it right now. I came to preach to this church uh, that woe be unto us uh, that we are able to get comfortable with the idea uh, of living next to the promise, uh, of being in proximity uh, to the promise. Uh, we can see it. Uh, we can define it. Uh, we can take pictures of it. Uh, we, we, can, uh, we can spectate, uh, but we cannot live uh, in it. Uh, there is a danger uh, in getting comfortable uh, with the, uh, my God, I'm going to preach right now. Uh, it's easy to get comfortable uh, and say, hey, uh, we're close. Uh, hey, uh, we got it going on good here uh, at FPC. Uh, we got a great pastor and pastor's wife. Uh, God's met all of our needs. Uh, we got a beautiful building, uh, a full church tonight. Uh, hey, this is good stuff. Uh, let's just hang out right here uh, somewhere. Uh, the people had to say, uh, we refuse uh, to live uh, another season uh, on this side uh, of the promise. Uh, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Uh, somewhere uh, Joshua uh, made up in his mind uh, I don't care what uh, the river says uh, we're uh, going uh, over uh, we're uh, going uh, over my God I need somebody in the building right now uh, that'll get a hope come on uh, I need somebody to get a hold uh, and mix your faith uh, with what I'm preaching uh, right now uh, it's time uh, to go over uh, it's time come here uh, come here brother Tally uh, it's time uh, to cross over uh, it's time uh, I know the river said uh, not now uh, I know the river said uh, you gotta wait uh, I know the river said uh, be patient uh, I know the river said uh, just hold on a minute uh, but my God uh, it's time uh, to cross Cross over into the promised land. The wait is over. It's been 40 years. It's been a generation. 
It's been a generation. It's been decades that we've waited on the promise. We're not waiting another day. We're not waiting. I need some people right now to shout and let hell know we're not waiting another year. We're not waiting another season. We're not waiting. We came to get our promise. We came to get our blessing. Come on, FPC. I feel the Holy Ghost stirring us up right now. You're going to have to do better than that tonight. Somewhere you're going to have to get indignant. Somewhere you're going to have to put your foot down. Somewhere you're going to have to rise up on your two feet and let hell know we're pushing back. We're pushing back. We refuse to stay in our box. We refuse to be pushed into a corner. We refuse to be restricted. We refuse to back up. We refuse. It's time. It's time to cross over. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody ought to just tap into that in the spirit. Not tomorrow. Not now. We're not even waiting till Tuesday. We're not waiting till Friends and Family Day. We're not waiting till December. We're not waiting on a New Year's resolution. We're crossing over right now. Right now. I need some people to make a statement in the spirit right now. I need some people to make a statement in the Holy Ghost and declare we're crossing over right now. Go ahead, sis. That's what I'm talking about. Where are the men at? I see some sisters getting in the Holy Ghost. I need some men to take authority right now. I need some men to take dominion in this building right now. We're crossing over. Come on. Come on, give him some praise. Come on, give him some praise. Come on. Give him some praise. We're crossing over. We're crossing over. We're crossing over. We're crossing over. Irobo Shata. I'm preaching about the tipping point of revival. I'm telling this church, uh, you're on the precipice. Uh, I'm telling this church uh, that you're standing uh, on the edge of it tonight. Uh, and you've got a decision to make uh, in this service uh, right now. Uh, God has called you uh, to record heaven uh, against you this day. Uh, to make a decision. Uh, are you going forward uh, or are you going to stand still uh, and turn around uh, and say maybe another time. Uh, maybe another day. My God, uh, I feel something in the Holy Ghost. Uh, about to take place in this sanctuary. 
there's some people uh, that need to step out uh, and declare uh, we're going uh, forward uh, we're uh, I'm done living uh, in the wilderness uh, I'm done uh, being satisfied uh, I'm done uh, with mediocrity uh, I'm done uh, with average uh, I'm done uh, with being satisfied uh, we're uh, moving uh, forward Come on, church. That's it. I need a few people to respond in the Holy Ghost. I need some people to tap in right now in the spirit of what God. Come on. That's it. Where's the rest of you at? Come on. Where are the rest of you at? I need some people to get up and press. Come on. This altar is the precipice tonight. This altar is the shoreline. I need some people to rush the edge of this service. I need some people to press against this altar tonight and let hell know we're going forward. Come on. Come on. Come on, let it grow. Let there be a crescendo in this building right now. Let there be a crescendo of your faith. Let there be a crescendo of your Irobo Shata. God, God, we're moving forward. We're going forward. We're going forward. Ikashata. Come on, FPC. I'm telling you, God is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that you can ask or you can I'm asking you right now to pull the lid off of your dream I'm asking you right now to lift the lid off of your faith I'm asking you right now to lift up your eyes I'm asking you right now to come on church what do you see Come on, church. What kind of a revival do you envision? Come on, church. What kind of breakthrough can you see in the spirit tonight? Come on. I'm telling you what. Something's about to take place uh, in just a few moments in this building. Uh, I'm telling you right now, uh, something is about to take place uh, in this building uh, in just a few moments. Uh, uh, I don't know how it happened, uh, but somewhere Joshua uh, stepped out in the middle uh, of God's people uh, and said, listen, uh, I know what the river says. Uh, I know what the conditions look like. Uh, I know what the river is dictating, uh, but I'm telling you we're going over we're crossing over you might as well forget about what's behind us because we're not going back you might as well forget about yesterday because we're not returning there we're crossing listen I want you to see this tonight God began to speak 
to Joshua. And God said, when you come to the brink of the Jordan, <laughs> when you walk all the way up to where the rubber meets the road, and that water is pressing against the banks, overflowing. You know what that means? It was even encroaching into land that didn't belong to it. It was telling them, stay over there. You know what it was telling them? Don't you get close. Don't you get too close tonight. Don't you get too close to this. The word of the Lord came to Joshua and said, when you come to the brink of the Jordan, tell them to step into the Jordan. Why did he give them that instruction? Because he knew that when they got there, it would be their reaction to hesitate. He knew that when they got there, it would be, you know what Moses did? Moses put his rod forth and God moved the water and then we went across on dry ground. He knew they'd go and say, okay, well, the water's there and I guess as long as the water's there, we got to stay here. He said, that's not how this is going to work. You you tell them uh, that when they get there uh, the whole catalyst uh, of them breaking through uh, into the promised land uh, is going to hinge uh, on them doing one uh, thing all of their history uh, had built up uh, to this moment uh, all uh, of their years uh, had come uh, to this one uh, tipping point uh, between staying uh, in one paradigm uh, and entering uh, into the next uh, and it all depended uh, on one uh, step uh, it all hinged uh, on one my god uh, i came to tell this church uh, you're one uh, step uh, away uh, from the miraculous tonight uh, i just need some people that believe it uh, you're one uh, step uh, away uh, from the miraculous uh, everything uh, in this church's history uh, everything uh, has led you up uh, to this moment uh, everything uh, has led you uh, to this point uh, in time uh, and god said you tell them uh, when they get there uh, tell them to look at the water said you tell them that they're going to step in it before they see my miraculous power move tell them not to wait to see the miracle before they move tell them to move and then they'll see the miraculous you, you know what the word is to this church you're not waiting on God God's waiting on you come on somebody you might as well quit praying for God to do this and God do that. And you're not waiting on God. God is waiting on you. <laughs> Listen. In Joshua 3 and 13, here's what he said. God said, it shall come to pass that as soon somebody say as soon that means that the time frame is in your hands that the weight depends on your response 
the coming to pass is predicated on your procrastination you tell them as soon as the soles of the feet of the priest that bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth shall rest in the waters of Jordan and the water shall be cut off. In other words, when you step in, God said, I'll step in. I came to tell FPC, God's ready to take the same step uh, that you're willing to take tonight. Uh, come on. It's time to quit waiting. Uh, and it's time to start stepping. I said it's time uh, to stop waiting. Uh, and it's time uh, to start. God's just waiting on you. Uh, God's not however big. Uh, they make a step. Uh, Step in it with them. Whatever you got enough faith to move into. God said, I'll move in it with you. I need this church right now to get ready. Because we're about to make the step tonight. I need this church to get ready. Because tonight we're about to step. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, you're at a tipping point. Uh, come on, you're at a tipping point. Uh, everything is hinging uh, on one step tonight. Uh, I believe that your future uh, is hinging uh, on this one service tonight. Uh, I believe that your destiny uh, is waiting uh, for your response uh, in this building uh, tonight. Come on. Come on. Ikoshata. God said you're going to have to move in faith. Uh, God said you can't just stand there uh, and wait for me to do the miracle. Uh, you're going to have to move. Uh, you're going to have to step in uh, to the impossible. Uh, you're going to have to step in uh, to what's telling you no. Uh, you're going to have to put your foot uh, in the thing uh, that says not now. Uh, you're going to have to step. one step of faith activated a supernatural move of God that disrupted the geological flow of that river that one moment you know what that tells me sometimes what we think it's gonna take is not what it's gonna take it's gonna take a lot less than what you thought it would God just needs your commitment. God just needs you to get personally committed to what he's about to do. I said God needs you to get personally committed to what he's about to do. God opened a door that could not be shut. God caused the waters to stand up. They were on the brink. They were on the tipping point of revival. They were on the threshold of what God was about to do. And I wonder for a few moments right here, 
we could lift our hands to heaven uh, and just declare uh, we're going uh, over come on we're going uh, over we didn't come all this way uh, to get to this point uh, and just look at the promise uh, we didn't pray all the prayers uh, and fast uh, and go through the struggles uh, and the turmoil uh, and the work uh, to get to this place uh, and just observe uh, and just admire uh, the potential uh, tonight uh, we're uh, moving uh, forward listen church I'm going to tell you something we're in the middle of an exciting moment right here but I'm telling you when the band goes home and you wake up tomorrow morning you're going to feel the pressure of the river telling you no and you got to make up in your mind right here and right now we're going through this thing come on somebody There were a group of engineers who had made up in their mind that they were going to build the world's fastest plane. In fact, they were going to break the sound barrier. And so they designed their airplanes and they brought pilots to come and test the airplane. And history records that those pilots would get into that plane and they would get into the air, getting ready to break through into a new paradigm of speed. But as that plane would begin to approach supersonic speed and it would come right up against the speed of sound, that plane would begin to shake. That plane would begin to quake. And the natural reaction of those pilots, they would pick up their radio and they would begin to yell, buffeting, buffeting. The plane is buffeting. And invariably, they would become fearful of what was taking place and they would pull back uh, on the throttle uh, and unfortunately uh, they almost every time uh, would crash land uh, the plane because there's always risk involved in going into the unknown but one day there was a pilot that jumped in that airplane and he made up in his mind before he got in there it was 1947 and his name was Chuck Yeager and he jumped in that airplane and he said if I die I'm going to break the limit and he got up in the air and he went faster and faster and that plane began to shake and that plane it felt like the bolts were going to come loose it felt like the wings were going to fall off of that thing and he picked up his microphone and he began Begin to yell, buffeting her, buffeting her. But all of a sudden, something on the inside of him kicked in, and he put his hand on the accelerator, and he pushed that thing forward. And all of the sudden, in the middle of the shaking, there was a loud boom, and it was peace, and he broke the sound barrier. I came to tell this church, let's put the pedal to the metal what this baby can do it's time to put the pedal to the metal and see what this church can I need somebody to press right now I need somebody to press go ahead brother I need somebody to 
past we're going forward let it shake let it quake let it rumble I'd rather die crossing the river than to die in the wilderness I'd rather die in the river than to die in the Are you ready tonight? We're at a tipping point of revival. This church is at a tipping point of revival. And I just want to know, do you want to move forward? I just want to know, are you ready to press it over? What's on the other side uh, might be out of your control. Uh, what's on the other side uh, might be beyond uh, what you can manipulate. Uh, but I'm telling you, tonight uh, we're going over. Uh, tonight uh, we're crossing. Listen, it's about to get crazy up in here. Can I, can I move this pulpit? I need some strong young men. Just, just scoot it straight back. Just scoot it straight back. And then move this table up against the pulpit. Get it back as far as you can. How much? Grab me one of them chairs. And just set it right here for me. I'm, I need some help tonight. Woo. I feel something baking in the spirit right now. I feel something shaking. Can anybody else feel it with me right now? Can you feel the speed picking up? Tonight's the night. Tonight's the night we're going through. Tonight's the night we're going forward. I need some people right now that said, let's go, Pastor. Tonight we're doing it. It's going to happen in the Holy Ghost before it happens in the natural. It's going to happen in the Spirit before you see it in the <laughs> Come here, Brother Hodge. Sit in that chair for me. I want you to help me out. That's a tall drink of water right there. I don't know if this will even work with you. We'll try. There's an author by the name of Malcolm Gladwell that wrote a book called The Tipping Point. How little things can make a big difference. And I don't have time to expound tonight. But he said, a tipping point is a moment in time where the moment for change becomes unstoppable. The momentum for change becomes unstoppable. I'm telling you, that's where this church is at tonight. That's where this church is at tonight. Now let me demonstrate for you what a tipping point is. How many of you have ever seen a student at school that was sitting in a chair like this? What's the favorite thing for students to do when you got it? I didn't even have to give them any instruction. I need some water. Ooh, I'm thirsty. Thank you. I didn't even have to tell them. Uh, 
I'm just making sure he's on his toes. And when the teacher sees this happen, the teacher says, Johnny, stop leaning in your chair. And when she turns her back and starts working again, Johnny, stop leaning in your chair. Now, is she telling him that because she doesn't want him to enjoy his day? No, she's telling him that because she has a revelation about tipping points. <laughs> because, you see, there's a point. Lean, go ahead and lean. When you're leaning back, where all of the sudden, you're out of balance. And just a little too much. And you go over, just hold it right there. That's the tipping point. When you cross that super small threshold and the and the momentum for change is irreversible up until this point he can keep going back up to that point he can keep relaxing but the tipping point is the place when you get right here to that moment and you make a decision am I going back or am I going to go ahead and go all the way over I tell you where this church is I feel it in the Holy Ghost you've been right here for a long time now and you've been every time you get to this place something fear or circumstances tells you hey settle down hey not yet hey and you get excited and you get anointed and you get all the way back to that tipping point and just when you think something oh no 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 what are you doing you don't want that to happen but I came to preach tonight that there comes a moment in time where we make up our mind we're going over Now look, I want to show you something here, church. I want you to know where you're at. From here to the tipping point is a lot of work and effort. Getting it off the ground is hard. And you push. You're praying. And you start a building program three, uh, two, three years ago. Uh, and you start out, come on, uh, church, uh, let's go. Uh, and you're fasting uh, and you're praying uh, and you're fighting battles. Uh, but can I tell you, when you get to the tipping point, uh, the level of effort that it takes uh, to take it over the edge uh, is a whole lot less uh, than what it took uh, to get there. Uh, I'm telling this church, uh, you're right here. Uh, you're right here tonight. Uh, and all God needs uh, is for you uh, to put your foot uh, in the water tonight you're standing on the precipice of your greatest revival you're standing on the come on FPC you're getting ready for a paradigm shift and God is asking you to put your foot in the water tonight that one step is going to activate the super natural that one step is going to activate the super natural now listen I told you it's going to happen in the spirit before you see it in the physical and tonight we're tipping it over you hear me 
tonight we're tipping it over we're putting our foot in the water tonight want you to miss this church I'm not hyping you up I'm not gimmicking you tonight I don't have to be here I promise you we're having good church at home and I got hundreds of people that love me and I could be shouting and having a good time in warmer weather I'm here on assignment by God I'm here by divine unction uh, of the Holy Ghost. And I need some people to recognize uh, this divine uh, moment tonight. And here's what I want to tell you. Uh, do not let this be a Joash moment. When the man of God came and he said, you know what? God's doing something powerful. And he does something unique. And he hands Joash some arrows. And he said, Joash, I want you to get these arrows and I want you to smite them on the ground. Now, how foolish does that sound? You mean you want me to just take these arrows and start beating them on the ground? Yeah. Take these arrows. All right. I guess I got to do what the preacher said to do. One, two, three. Okay, good. You know what? He had no clue of the divine impetus of that moment that was happening had he understood the man of God became angry and he said my God Joash you didn't even recognize the spirituality of this moment if you would have you wouldn't have just done it three times you would have smitten those arrows until they were broke to pieces so that you could have complete victory over your I'll tell you what we're about to do tonight and I need some people that understand the moment we're in. We're about to count to three. And I want you to get ready. If you, if you consider yourself part of this church, I want you to get as close as you can to this altar right now. Come on, get as close as you can. If you're a part of this church, I want you to scoot as close as you can to this altar. Y'all are, are leaving this green piece open. Just come on, fill it all up. Get as close as you can to this altar tonight. If FPC is your home, this is your church, and you're with your Joshua, and you're with your man of God, I want you to get as close as you can, because the first one who's going to step in the water is going to be Joshua, and when Joshua gets in the water, I need a people that get behind him and say, let's go. Are you ready? We're at a tipping point. We're at the tipping point right now. And God wants to know, are you going to step in to the water? And when I count to three, when I count to three, I want this church to do whatever you feel in the Holy Ghost. And I want you to step in to the water. We're about to cross the tipping point of revival. Are you ready? One. Come on, somebody stir your faith. Two. 